Yes, we're back. And a belated program. Belated? Well, yeah, we normally put in one up every week. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you why you're here. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. Born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. You have to see it for yourself. Do you like it strong? Do you like it strong? Um, yeah, strong is good. Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. They get edgy, because there's not another program. Give me another one. I need another hit. No, I really like this one. This program is really good. You've heard it already? <laughs> yes. That's not fair, is it? No. Well, first of all, I was at Bob's meeting, and secondly, I edited it. But couldn't you do that without listening to it? <laughs> no. Well, that spoils it for me, because I thought we were equal. <laughs> You've already heard it. We're not equal, Gilbert. Don't you know that? <laughs> but seriously, this is a really good program. It's a meeting from Bob Adamson and some very good questions. Have a listen. Thing John said it struck me. One of the first things he said was at the same instant that it became clearly apparent that there was no entity there, he said at that very instant the seeking stopped. If you look at it the other way around, um, as soon as there's a notion of it, a personal meaning here, there's the agitation <laughs> of seeking that arises. And it's funny, the seeking in it, in it there's lots of ways to express it where you can see that it's a paradox. You can, you can think of it as a kind of a craving, and you think, well, what am I craving? And in a real sense, you're actually longing to get to that point, trying to get rid of the craving, craving the end of craving. It's, it's a, you cannot do that. And so this agitation is almost um, illogical, uh, but it does arise as soon as there's the, the um, belief in, in an individual me. That's what I got, got from John. And so yet another way to word it is like that agitation is that you're actually, you know, uh, the seeking could be described as the arising agitation in search of that ease. That's what you're really after. But it's the agitation itself is simply obscuring the ease that is already there. Um, so it all just folds in on itself. Recognise that? Yeah, yeah, I, I recognise that fully for a few minutes over the last few weeks. <laughs> And being a city, the one who or what is there to seek? And seek a must drop Having said that, um, there's many times where it seems very clear, and uh, Gilbert's words are great for this, you know, when it becomes clear, and it, he, he says it's entirely obvious, completely clear and obvious, and I think, yeah, right. But sometimes it is. And at, that, at those times, I stop writing my journal, it's like, no point. I'm not trying to find anything out or trying to define it by writing exact how it really works because it's just so so obvious. Um, and I call it a knowing rather than an understanding. And yeah. I tend to think of an. Un and I've often been puzzled as to why, you know, the week later or the days later, I can't grasp it. I can read back on what I wrote, and the words are dead. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Pete, 
has several times referred to the fact that insights become dead. They're pointless. Are you know? They're great while they're alive at the time. And I've always understood that that is a fact, but never understood why. Now I think um, that innate knowing or recognition is another good word. When it, where it's all very obvious, it's just percolates in of its own accord. And um, while it's there, it can be reflected through the mind, and that's where I'd use the word understanding. But I can't, it's spontaneous. Um, this is the word that Kalyana used. She said, she said that that recognition is spontaneous. And so I actually understand now there's almost nothing I... Spontaneous means I can't cause it. I can't hold on to it. And so while it's not clear and obvious, it's, it's very, very frustrating. Um, but if nothing can be done. I can't cause it. Can't to hold on to it. What would be trying to cause it and hold on? When you're recognising, you're recognising that's it. Yeah, the trying to hold on is actually the unknown. It's the idea of an entity has arisen there that's got a grasp of the hold and know it. It's almost like a reflex, though, right? Yeah, habit. That's what I mean. That's what you call a habit pattern. And over over time, that may become less of a reflex. Is that right? But when it comes up, you see that you can't hold it. When it comes up, do you recognise that at the time? Uh, yeah, I can see that I can't do that. Yeah. Well, what happens when it goes away? Sorry. In the recognition of it again, it must drop away. There's no attempt to try and cause it to hold onto it. Right. Yeah, that actually does, for instance. That's true. Now, the agitation that's stirred up in the body, and then there's emotion, whatever, that's been stirred up. That mightn't die off immediately again, you know. But that takes a little bit longer to die. The seeing of it is there. This agitation is there and I, I've lost it, you know, it, it must be still there. You start another story about that. So you recognise it. Well, I saw this agitation or staring at it. I'm going to get like the call of them as the words to use. Leave that as it is also. fixated awareness and for some reason that's a, I hear that quite loud and clear and, and what you're referring to there yeah when the agitation sometimes you do you fixate on that and you get completely <coughs> fixated on that and that you know, just gets stuck with it and the problem I have with, with the idea of becoming fixated is that I can't divorce that word from the sense that well that there must be I becoming fixated <laughs> so the way I think about it now I don't think I'm becoming fixated and I thought, I think, well, maybe it's just a really long-lasting thought. Mm-hmm. Or I thought, <laughs> it keeps repeating it. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's not me getting fixated and holding, it's just lasting a long time and I'm, like, in the midst of this yeah. long-lasting thought. It's only the thought and you're not a thought. Yeah. Or well, the way it's expressed, I heard John sing that Wing Hoo Nang song, whatever it was. I heard about a mind that alights upon no thing. Like a butterfly sitting around a top, landing on either flower. Well, there's no fixation in that, is there? No. So if you think there's a fixation there, just move it on. And so, sorry, you say move it on. Yeah. <coughs> step over the thought, leave that thought. Just leave, just leave it, simply leave it. Yeah. 
Who would come up with your name? Step over. I said, so what's the next door? Step over there. What's the next door? So where there's no thought and there's like a sensation of a state. This is a, a similar thing, but it's not a thought. Yes. No, it was not a thought. The sensation is not being named as a particular sensation, and either is it? It's just a sensation or a feeling. Or... Yes. And what is it then? It's not made. As soon as you label it, you've identified it with some other sensation. All right. Can I just say, uh, give this example? I've, I've just noticed it at work, for instance, and I'm using this example because it's just so uh, heavy at times, you know, and I can feel it. I can see that there's no thought, but I can see that my actions are very mechanical. And yet, somewhere in the back of my mind, I often recall, you know, just not entertaining a thought, you know, if it arises or whatever it is. Having said that, I can't say that it's a, a free and easy action that's being experienced either. You know, yes, it is sometimes, but I'm just speaking about a specific situation here that I am aware of. Well, how could you say it was a free and easy action without discriminating it? That, yeah. And having discriminated it, that's in the thought process realm. Yes. Without discrimination, what is it? It just is. It just is, yes. something going on that the thought might come up the discipline itself don't go there with a full stop you know it might come up here as those words but there's no thinking saying those are you it's just the way it translates through the mind that you, know, you don't have to stay with that or hang on to it or fixate on it right so what you're saying here what I've, I think I've heard right, is it, the thoughts come up I've seen it yeah. but in the the seeing of it is the aware of being aware, yeah. yeah. And the seeing translates. What translates the thought? But, but the habit is, since that thought's translated, we think I am seeing, I am doing, translated into a doer. So, just a, a different kind of example. If I uh, think to myself during the day. Um, I'm going to get down to Bob's tonight. And, you know, I get home from work and then I think, well, okay, it's now this time. At that time, I'm going to be in this particular vicinity. Right? <laughs> Simple as that. Now, I've, I've set a goal here. I've set a task. Have you? Haven't I? Yes. That thought coming up now. Something can change that, can't it? You might have yes. said something can come up and turn the whole thing around. Yes. Was it set? Was it a set task? The Jada choice of doing? No, right, yeah, sure. That's how it's coming up, and you might finish up it. It translates. It's still all thinking. It's still all yeah. vibration, whatever. Yeah, thinking, there's no thinker. You're not attributing to a thinker anymore. 
that's the important thing of saying that the idea of an entity is false. It never was. It never existed. So thinking through the whole lot will happen. There's no vested interest in it anymore. There's less thinking and less chatter goes on. It's not necessary. You can look around the room and see everything but not label anything. Yes. You still know what it is. Without putting any label, you have to say that's, that's a sofa. You can look at the sofa all night and know it's a sofa without even thinking of the word. Yes. It's a translation sort of thing. With the translation, then out of habit, we've usually said, well, that's a sofa, and I'm seeing I'm, the I thought, we had to the I thought events and experiences and form this mental picture. So when the seeing is happening, it's translated as a thought I see. It's not just a translation, but that's all it is really, but the way we habitually form it, I, Bob, the Australian, and you know, this mental image I've got about, it's not the good, the mental, that mental image we believe is seeing. But it's not the mental energy, it's just seeing is happening, it's translated by the thought. Hearing is happening, it's translated by the thought. I hear, I see, I do. focus on because it's the totality. Where does the thought come from? Is there any particular spot in your body or your mind you can say a thought starts from? Or does it, or does it if you look for it, you can only say it comes from the emptiness? Yes. Now what size, what, you know, has the emptiness got a centre, a, a size? Or? I just keep forgetting that. Yeah. No. <laughs> You know, I don't just do that. Simply, just I mean, just heard you say that. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting it though, yeah. completely forgetting it. Oh, you don't have to recognise it. You know, it doesn't matter whether you remember it or forget. You recognise the mirror as a mirror, don't you? Yeah. But you've never seen the mirror. No, no, it's not after having heard you describe it. <laughs> You're seeing the reflections all the time. It's just the same as the thoughts are coming, and uh, like it was. We think the reflections, if you use trying to explain it, the reflections in the mirror are trying to work it out what the mirror is and all that, it's impossible. Yes. But knowing the mirror, you know, I don't know how many reflections you have, which we say seemly obscured. But is the mirror ever obscured? You know it's full of reflections. So from that point of view, you never see the mirror. Naturally it's obscured, isn't it, essentially? But you've recognised it as a mirror. No, there couldn't be a reflection there without it. 
the same thing. You couldn't get the thought of feeling or emotion without that characterizing happiness. This is all weirdness. We don't know what we like to do. What must you be? The reflections or the mirror? No. I'm not doubting that, but this is forgetting of it. Well, what's remembered or forgotten, that's not you, is it? But it's still appearing. What's reflected or taken out of the mirror, not reflected. Though, in essence, it is because it's appearing in the mirror. In essence, the forgetting. The obscuring, the losing side, the losing side, what does that do? That's where it becomes all inclusive then. Because you know there is nothing that is not pure and perfect presence. Pure and perfect. Everything is That's it, yeah. And if I don't name it, I mean, it's, as you said, yes. Just sitting here, listening to you, yes, I'm, I'm hearing these words and I'm understanding them, I'm seeing this body and chair and couch and what have you in front, apparently, you know, and and it's somehow easy, because I'm not doing something, I don't know what I'm not doing, but I'm not doing it. There is discovery, must be, what I call effortless living, (coughs) going on, quite different. And if you look at it, the seeming body mind seemingly taken a very active part of it. It couldn't without that cognizing happiness. Intelligence energy. Everything is a pattern of intelligence energy. Everything. The galaxies, the stars, and so that's part of this body is a pattern of energy. Thoughts are a vibration. So really everything is that. The problem is we take the appearance you know, we put a label or a name on the appearance and thinks that's what it is. The word's not the thing. So recognizing the appearance as it also is not a problem. Whether you seemingly recognize or seemingly forget it. The seeming remembering and forgetting is it also. So even the thought, I don't get this, that's a manifestation of the intelligence. Yeah. Or even the thought, uh, this is just frustrating the hell out of me. This is a, a, a manifestation by the intelligence. And that's what happens after a while. That's it too. So what do you do? You've yeah. got to drop into the story. You know, I don't get it and worry concerned about it. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's it too. Yeah. Everything's an equality. The yeah. good and the bad are equal to Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not being discriminated. Yeah. When no discriminating thoughts arise, everything is clear and up the sky. Yeah. All around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces, bright and early for the daily races. Going nowhere, going nowhere And I find it hard to tell you I find it hard to take The people run in circles It's a very, very
what does that? What does that? What is that trigger that creates that story? You know, weaving a story. Well, have a look, what does it? Still the pure intelligence energy, isn't it? Pressing, patterning, vibrating a little bit. Habit, habit would play a role in the sense that it comes back and makes it. So where does the habit come from? Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all intelligence. <laughs> it's nuts. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way it's forming galaxies, yeah. moving planets around, so it can cause certain thoughts and whatever to come up with. What, what, what makes me believe it though? Is that the same thing? It's belief. It's belief. <coughs> yeah, but uh, a story is one thing. Mm. But well, why? Why do I? Uh, well, again, that's the whole thing. Belief in separation. It comes about when you when you start to reason in the first place, mm. and that's the you know it's me and the other there. And there's the belief that this me is real, and it's believing. The story, according to the story. But when that belief is seen to you, you know, it comes up, you got to attribute to me. It's just what's happening. Uh, I think, uh, just having come along here, what, what I've been seeing is um, some ideas that actually uh, lead me back into being me. Mm. And that's a lovely thing. Mm to be able to let go of, so uh, that's nice, <coughs> and at the same time, there's nothing wrong with it, hmm. and, and, and it's that, this two-pronged thing you're just speaking of, it's that, that's, that's nice. Hmm. It's interesting how we have that figure of speech in normal discussions where we say, I just step back. Often when you're thinking, and I've seen this with my own thoughts and how thoughts go, you tend to be thinking outward, you know, like what do they think, what do I think, you know, like always about something outside of you. But when you step back, you're actually, like Douglas Harding says, zero centimetres from yourself, right? <laughs> right? Right? So it's like you, you get that sense, you know, when you get that sense of that presence, it's zero centimetres from yourself, right? Yeah. And the other thing too that was really important for me, and you know, still is occasionally, is that that idea, you know, like there's absolutely nothing wrong. And like you said, Lou, yeah, it goes into that, but so what? Because it's not you doing anything, so why whip yourself over anything that happens? And as I was pointing out before, the zero centimetres, you know, where you see in space from. Actually, space, that's zero centimetres, it's the first thing you see, the very first thing you see in space. So you can't objectify space from that point. So that's the non-dual part. But then focus on the content, and that's two. The content to be there, I'll be discriminated from the idea of a subject. The subject and the object. Because in the seeing, if I say you pause a thought, pause a thought, what happens? 
Oh, good. There's a saying stuff. There we go. Hmm. It's just a few concept, non-conceptual words. It's not divided by any concept. So, in that moment, you are prior to thought. If you pause the thought, there's no thinking going on. They never say the prince. So that's what prior to thought is. People think you've got to get away with thought over here. Why don't you last an instant? In that prior to thought, you recognise that you didn't disappear. It wasn't the end of you without the thought. Everything was there. See, it wasn't being labelled or conceptualised. When we already say we look out there, naturally, because that's when the sense of separation first comes upon the little child. Here's I'm little Johnny, and this is me. Learned those words. You're looking out there, and out there, that's not me. He's, he's reasoning that way before. He's, it was. It's all the. What was no such thing as me. Hadn't learned that word. It was just pure non-conceptual awareness. And then on, now if that's not me, he feels separate from it. And from then on he's looking to become whole or complete. And the conditioning of his parents, the school society, they just look out there. Look out there. They're not just once or twice, but all the time. Quiet, yeah. accumulate a mess, grab what you can to get to, to make yourself whole and complete because of that sense of something. You want a bit of education, more wealth, good car. <coughs> all the relationship starts, college relationships. We never stop and pause and look, hey, maybe I'm not separate. Look back to see whether there is no separation. We continue to look constantly in the dualism, trying to make the duality whole. And it's impossible. That, that's the error, isn't it? Um, it's where you're looking in a way. In a way, it's by good design that as soon as the notion of a separate eye arises, there's angst to move back to what you're wanting wholeness. You feel unwhole, incomplete. It's almost like good design. We should find ourselves in a place like this. Yeah. But the error is that I have it, like you've just been explaining, I'm looking for that in, you know, a better job or more security or, or better love or whatever. You know, you look for it in all those things, which is in the objective without fully realising that's what you are anyway. Listening to the Urban Guru Cafe, a meeting at Bob Adamson's place. Please make some comments on the comment pages of the website, urbangurucafe.com. Stay tuned, we'll be back with more programs.